0: Broadcasting live from UNLV, KUNV, Las Vegas. Vegas. We are 91.5 The
1: Rebel HD2.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK But Seriously, the show where I, Vanessa Lauren, your host, talk about some serious topics, but in a non-serious way. You're listening to listener-supported 91.5 The Rebel HD2 on KUNV. or the broadcast service out of UNLV. So thank you so much for everyone who listens, and thanks for tuning in tonight. Last week... I talked about pandemic depression. Um, I think that goes hand in hand with physical health. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about physical health, which I'm not an expert in, but I am curious to learn about. Outdoor activities is not something that I'm very big on, mostly because I just can't do them. But um, I have a friend in studio today, so, Danica is here and Danica the way that you and I first of all say say hello
1: hey everybody and hey thanks for having me Vanessa (laughs) yeah
0: so I love the way that this topic came about because we know each other through a mutual friend we do yeah and we were talking and I said like oh yeah I've got this radio show I gotta go do and you're like well what do you talk about in the radio show right and then I was like well kind of (laughs) anything and then that led us down this path of me saying like you were like I you know I'd love to come in and chat with you and I was like well what are you passionate about and you said hiking yes (laughs) and then I got so excited because as I mentioned in the intro there I am not a hiker so I don't have a lot of experience so Today, I'm really curious to get your opinion. I'm going to preface this, everyone, with that Danica's not an expert. Nope, I am not an expert. <laughs>
1: I just play one on TV. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding.
1: But you, <clears throat> but you are a hiker. So I am. I it, am. Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's talk. Let's like I guess Long start time. at the beginning. Well, first, I also want to let everyone know you are a UNLV alumni i am class of
1: 2007 whoop congratulations thank you and what did you major in when you were here so i majored in criminal justice and i have not used it since (laughs) (laughs) but that's okay it's okay i mean hey life takes you in different directions you least expect so i'm 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 not sore about it at all is this one of your first times back on campus since 2007 or do you come back Um, often no i've come back for taking walks around campus i I think I've come here for a couple shows at the Performing Arts Center a few oh, okay. times. So, yeah. And then also for getting my vaccine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then you said this building you have have N- not been never in? Never been in. No. Never got to see it being built. Never got to go or never really was in, in the area to go near, you know, in it yeah. when I was you know off campus and when i graduated but yeah this first time well welcome to Greenspun <laughs> hall yeah. where all the fun happens in yeah. tv and radio we're happy to have you
0: when you told me you were criminal justice now the criminal justice department like is in this building as well yeah like the yeah classes and all the that Greenspun. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. so yeah so i was like oh you should know the building and then you're like yeah nope it wasn't here so <laughs> nah. i learned something too <laughs> <laughs> it's all good okay so let's talk about your hiking experience just like i started at the beginning when did you first
1: start hiking Well, uh, so I've been in Vegas since about 2003. I moved here with my family because I had graduated high school. uh, Not in Vegas. Uh, I moved out from uh, Houston, Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: not in me. Not not (laughs) in Houston?
1: But it was just too big for me. know. Okay. But that's one of the things I love about Vegas, kind of a side note, is just it's such a big little town. You know what I mean? Like, I run into people in areas I never expect to. And it's, it's no exception from the hiking community, but I'll get to that a little later. But yeah, I moved here for college and, uh, it was actually while I was in college that Mm -hmm. I got started in hiking. Um, but prior to that, I used to live overseas for about 10 years. I lived on an Island in the middle of the Pacific. What? Yeah. Very small, like two and a half miles long, quarter of a mile wide. So from a very young age, I was very much an outdoors kid like I was kind of in between like I've loved being outside but I also like being inside reading but then if I wasn't doing that I was outside I was yeah (laughs) I'm fixated on this island life oh yeah for sure (laughs) so
0: like I have so many questions how did how did that happen and is it like the movies is it glamorous did you lay on hammocks every day
1: Well, like, where did you live exactly? Well, some of that's true. (laughs) Some of the hammock part is true, but not every day. No, my stepfather um, had gotten a job to go to this military base that we'd Mm -hmm. never heard of. Uh, So the island is called Kwajalein. And if you've studied World War II history, it played a really huge role in that time period. There's a lot of World War II wrecks and relics and things like that um there's a lot of uh memorials to people who died while serving in uh oh, wow. the war out there but uh but going back to your original question like how do we end up there it was basically we moved we okay. didn't expect to stay there for more than a few years but we ended up staying 10 uh so um, i pretty much grew up out there i yeah. was yeah i was just turned 5 uh the month before we moved um and then, yeah, we we were out there for a few years. It was it was wonderful. It was yeah. like you couldn't have asked for a better childhood because it was relatively safe. My parents could basically tell my sister and I, yeah, go wherever. Just come home before you need to go to bed. And I was we were like, OK, cool. So we could swim, snorkel, like run around barefoot, wow. go to the beach, go to the pool. Like, you know, we did like adventures and go into neighboring islands, like through speedboats and stuff with the mm-hmm. family or friends or whatever. I mean, it was it was nice. Was it like a yeah. pretty
0: intimate community? Yes. Like, do you know? Very
1: how? very small. Very small. Yeah.
0: They're like we practically knew everybody. I am picturing Moana vibes right now from uh, you. But like
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kinda, yeah.
0: <laughs> but maybe yeah. not that maybe not that like lax.
1: But not that lax, but you know, yeah. It gave me it really instilled in me a sense of community that I take with me even coming yeah. to the States because I think that's an even broader topic, but in talking about community which mm-hmm. Hiking is a community, like I've made friends through a community that I'll have forever and I'll cherish. But in tying it to this, living on that island, I think gave me an idea of what community really is. Right. And no matter where I go, no matter how big of a place I end up going or how small, I'm going to keep that with me and I'll know how to engage people, make friends, build a community in whatever, like passion i'm you know currently invested yeah. in it. at that time you've got the so,
0: yeah. island mentality i but do. the city living yes i love yep. it
1: yep. i love it the urban island girl basically yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so you came out here for for college yes and then you said you started hiking, hiking in, in college how did that
1: start so um a i was well let's see um i don't really need to mention that part but i had met somebody who at the time a significant other who so they like to hike, and uh-huh. that's where I started getting into it. There was a community uh, group you may be familiar with a website called Meetup. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So Meetup uh, it was sort of in its infancy around that time, like two thousand five. Uh, it was a website that not many people had heard about, but there were lots of uh, communities and lots of clubs and like you know groups of people like starting things for different hobbies and there was one that said the las vegas hiking and outdoors Meetup. so it was quite a mouthful there was only (laughs) a few hundred people in that group and i i went with my significant other at the time Mm -hmm. to this camping trip that was you know happening and it was a fair amount of the people on that in that group that was camping at mount charleston some of them were ad- well, admins or organizers in mm-hmm. that group. And then that's where I had met them. And they're like, oh, have you hiked much? Have you camped much? I'm like, well, I did camping on Girl Scouts, but that's about it. But I've always loved being outside, but I've never really hiked. But then I really started to get my education, so to speak, in hiking and camping. And I got to see all these amazing places, Death Valley, Gold Strike, Hot wow. Springs, which is local here, uh, by the way. And I've done it like seven times. It's one of my favorite hikes okay. um, and highly recommended as a good beginner Sort of scramble. Say it again. Where? What is it called? Gold Strike Hot Springs. Okay, it's down almost like you're heading to Boulder City. Actually, it's past past Boulder City. Actually, Um, so it was after meeting those people in that group, and then they started growing and growing and growing from like 300 to like close to like several thousand people. Um, but it was there that I did kayaking. I got into uh, not just, yeah, not just hiking, but mm-hmm. kayaking, camping, a lot more, scr- learning what scrambling was, trying indoor rock climbing, which I never thought I'd do. What is scrambling? Uh, I don't know what that is. So scrambling, essentially, so when people think of hiking, they primarily think of flat trails. Yes. I mean, yeah, when you think of hiking, that's what you probably think of, right?
0: Yes. I think of that or I think of like Mount Everest. There's no in between. <laughs>
1: exactly. like. <laughs> Yes. So uh, so scrambling is more or less um, if you have a trail that is not necessarily flat, but it has like rocks and boulders that you kind of have to when I say climb, I mean, loosely like, you know, go around or get on top of and you're kind of using your own body weight to get on top of those boulders and rocks because you're not on a flat trail sandy okay. dirt trail that's what scrambling so it's kind of is. like the
0: adult version of like kids on a playground yes. that are climbing up that circle yes. dome thing that we don't know why it's there but with more rocks yes. yeah yes. <laughs> exactly a lot more serious than that a bit. lot
1: more serious but it's fun and okay. i mean there's what and i really don't have too much knowledge about this but what i do know is that when it comes to scrambling there are class levels of scrambling oh wow okay yeah so you could have like oh it's not very high but you still have to like you know climb a little bit but then you could get to like class four or five which is like exposure where you don't really have anything around you and you have to be extremely careful so but then again that's more for like once you get to like an advanced level and do it a lot more okay um but that's what scrambling essentially is
0: okay in and layman's so, terms I'm, I'm sorry did you say that you have done that i
1: have yeah okay many times many times yes and
0: that's here locally
1: yeah you could go to gold strike is probably the best example i can give of where you could do scrambling Because the first part of that trail starts off as sandy, relatively flat dirt trail. Then at a certain point, you start seeing these giant like boulders that Uh you have to like you know go around or climb on top of or go Mm -hmm. underneath. Like depending on what you decide is your comfort level. And then that one does involve some some ropes. And by that I mean usually somewhere between four and five feet that you have to like scramble down. Okay. Um, But I would say the best way to kind of understand a lot of the main trails in the valley is to just do your homework, go online. There's so many websites, like so many blogs that local hikers and experienced hikers, I should say, have written and mm-hmm. talk about like what to expect for the most part on these trails, give or take like weather conditions and things do tend to alter trails somewhat. So you, you can know. go in with at least some basic yeah, f- of knowledge. Absolutely, for yeah, sure. That's and awesome. I mean, unless you're an experienced hiker, the one biggest tip I can give is if you're if you're a beginner never hike alone okay never hike alone try to get someone to go with you if you can
0: now that you would think that that's common sense and if you're
1: you're, (laughs) yeah you think (laughs) if you're
0: just joining us tonight uh welcome to okay but seriously i'm vanessa and i'm sitting here with uh, danica jensen she's a unlv alumni and a hiker we're talking about hiking and outdoor activities so if you are just starting, that let, let's go there. If I'm just starting, which would be me because yes. I've done like zero things, yeah. what are the things
1: that I would just need to start? That's a good question. Good question. Well, a buddy.
0: <laughs> yes. Um,
1: above all, above all else, if you are a beginner hiker and have never hiked before, start small. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, start with the smaller trails in town. And there's a few I can recommend that are great for those who are just getting into hiking um, and just kind of building your skills from there. One of them being railroad tunnels. Uh, which is also out uh, slightly past Boulder City. It's actually kind of on the way to Gold Strike Hot Springs. Um, it's actually in the Lake Mead uh, National Recreation Area. It's okay. completely flat. Um, it's got an amazing history because, you know, again, it yeah. used to have, you know, railroad activity going on. And actually, if you take it all the way to the end, you can get to the parking garage of the Hoover Dam.
0: Wow. Yeah. The
1: and parking garage. I know, huh? the parking garage, huh? Yeah. These are views you can't pay you for can't later, views you can't <laughs> No, you can't pay for those views and you also can't pay for the views you'll see when you look out towards the lake it's oh, I gorgeous because you go right past Lake Mead the sunsets are incredible I've done that hike a few different times and it never gets old wow you know and me even being an experienced hiker like sometimes you need to stop and smell the roses sometimes you know yeah. like
0: <laughs> so you're you're dro- you're dropping all these different hikes and things I'm curious, sure how do
1: you find these places go online just google yeah. it like just say hikes in Las Vegas I mean the top three places that people, I think, are able to find hikes are Lake Mead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mount Charleston is absolutely like the most popular place to go. And it's right now probably the best place to go because it's hot. Yes. So that so was hot. that was
0: going to be another question. <clears throat> so right now, if you're not in Vegas and you're listening to this maybe on the podcast, it yeah. is we are in a heat, heat wave. We're Seriously. about to hit record numbers um, <laughs> coming up here in a couple of days. So are we hit record numbers, I should say. <sighs> yeah. So when it's hot
1: like this hiking is a good thing to do it is why it is just i mean well well i mean why wouldn't you i mean you you were talking about uh mental and emotional health the previous week with your last guest i believe and so i feel like hiking ties into that very closely Mm -hmm. um for me you know especially in the summer like maybe a lot of people are going on vacation so you may not have as many Friends who are around to do things with, or I mean, again, the heat wave, um, you may have to kind of adjust your lifestyle just a little bit because of the heat, right. but it doesn't mean you can't stop. I mean, actually, it opens up more possibilities and probably inspires you to go out of town and go hiking. Yeah. Like, figure out, hey, go to Arizona, go to Utah, Zion. Yeah, <laughs> it's only <laughs> yeah, a few hours away. Only a few hours away. I mean, Vegas is really an epicenter. Of anything outdoors, I mean, you yeah. got Arizona to the south, you got California to the west, you've got Utah to the north. Um, heading to the east, if you are feeling adventurous, you could head to New Mexico or Colorado. Sure. You know, so you've got options if you're willing to expand your horizons and you're willing to take a chance. And and if you happen to find wonderful friends that are just as adventurous as you. You've got plenty of options and plenty of opportunities for adventure.
0: Yeah, that's what you and I think we need to remember that geographically we're in like a, a pit. We are. We're in the desert. Yes. So it's low. And when you go hiking, yeah. you're going up. Yeah. So the elevation is going to make it cooler yeah. and all of that. If you didn't know that and then you're welcome. <laughs> I have now educated you in some way. Yeah. Um, what would you say your favorite thing about
1: I don't like hiking or just outdoor activities in general is? I think just the freedom. OK, I think I just feel more free when I'm outside, to be honest. Like, you know, like if you're if you're sitting down uh, like I, I work in an office job. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I work from home and but previously prior to the pandemic, I was working in an office. And, you know, as much as I do love my job and, you know, I'm thankful for it. I just you know sometimes you're just like oh there's just so much going and plus your personal life there's always stuff going on during the week like for those who have families or have you know uh pet responsibilities things like that, or just anything in life you just you hit a critical mass yeah um, someone once told me like if you hit your critical mass you got to find some way to just de-stress and just decompress and for me being outside could be as simple as taking a walk around my neighborhood but if I'm if I'm able to get people together or if as an experienced hiker i have gone on solo hikes myself just being outside it's just i let my mind go i just kind of like let everything from the week or just life in general just kind of just melt away literally melt away and so for me being outside is just a way to just connect with you get grounded yeah there's been uh like a lot of research done about the topic of grounding Mm -hmm. where people are being encouraged to like actually Like, walk barefoot on the ground in a, you know, in a, as long as it's not hot, you know, not burning your souls and feet off, but, (laughs) but just, you know, getting back to, just getting back to, you know, where we came from. Like, we're, we're that kind of creatures. Like, we actually were nomadic. We used to be nomadic. We loved being outside with, that's how we lived. And Mm -hmm. so there is that special connection to nature that I think all of us, have And it's just you got to get in touch with it sometimes or you're going to go crazy. <laughs>
0: I No, I'd agree with that. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not a hiker, as I've now said, like, five <laughs> times. But on a on a serious note, I, sure. I went on a six month long mission trip where the only type of transportation we had was a lot of walking. So it wasn't necessarily hiking, but it was a lot of outdoors activity. And there's something about just being outside in nature. And like all of a sudden you just feel so small. Mm. You just recognize that, like, the world is this ginormous place and you're just this smaller person. It kind of makes your worries a little bit smaller.
1: Yeah, You know, because you're like,
0: okay, I'm so stressed about whatever it is. If you're a student, it's an Mm. exam. If you're an employee, it's your boss on you. Or, you know, if you're a parent, it's your kids. There's always something. But when you're just standing (laughs) there and you're like, wait, my worries are so small. The world is so big, you know? Mm. So I totally hear what you're saying and I agree to that. My thing, the reason I'm, like, a little – Hard to jump on the hiking is the actual physical strain it puts on your body. Sure, yeah. But it sounds like there's options. You don't always have to be going like hardcore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could be doing some little
1: easier, uh, easier hikes, and right here in Las Vegas, absolutely, which I love. Absolutely, yeah. You have tons of options. Like you don't always have to be gung ho. And I mean, I've done everything from railroad tunnels to a 21 mile hike on Charleston. Wow. that, Yeah, it was all one way and. I mean, I've done Telescope Peak and uh, Death Valley, which, you know, can be daunting. Like it's all it's mostly uphill. And then you get up to the the top of the peak and it's like you're at eleven, ten to 11,000 feet. And it's 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 real. And yeah, it's insane. Has there ever been a hike that you couldn't finish? <laughs> yes, there was actually. Um, I do hope to go back and complete it. Um, I will preface and say that when I did it, I was not in as good of hiking shape as I am now. Okay. Um, But I was just starting to get back into it. And I was with some friends. It was just uh, so I'll I'll, let me um, explain what happened. So I had just I had started hiking back in 2005. I was with the group I mentioned earlier, the meetup group. Mm -hmm. Um, It started to get to the point, unfortunately, where the group was getting so big that it was hard to go and attend events because they did put a cap for safety of yes. course but then it came to a point where life just happened and i kind of took a hiatus and it wasn't until probably 2000 well three years ago actually yeah about three years ago mm-hmm. that i decided i wanted to get back into it i hadn't done it in a while i had just kind of gone through some major transitions in my life uh you know getting a new job ending a relationship. Uh, and then also moving into a new place, so so many things happening at once that I I kind of like I wanted to get back to something that I knew was part of me and that was hiking, being outside. I hadn't done it in a long time, mm-hmm. um, and you know for my health also because I wasn't as active as I had used to be, you know in college and a few years after that. Yeah. So I I went and met up with this group for one hike. I met a couple friends, and then we never I never went with that group again because I had found this core group of three or four people that liked to go hiking and go camping. So fast forward about a year or so, and they wanted to do this hike um, in Baker, Nevada. And by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, we do have a national park in this state. Oh, yes. It Tell is us. Great Basin National Park. OK. It's about four to five hours drive, give or take, north of Nevada. It's in a small town called Baker, not Baker, California, by the <laughs> way. Baker, Nevada. There is a Baker here. Um, there is a hike there that... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and for those, uh, if I get this wrong, please don't, <laughs> please don't judge me. But no, I believe that one of the one of the tallest peaks in Nevada is there. Uh, okay. It's called Wheeler Peak. Um, so I went with a few friends. We were gonna go. We went Fourth of July weekend, mm-hmm. um, and we camped up in. I guess it's called Wheeler Upper Wheeler Campground. It was gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Had a creek running through it, and we decided to hike Wheeler Peak. And I had not hiked very much uh, in a while prior to this. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway because I need to get back into shape. I just, yeah. I, I was like, I have to do this. And I'll, I'll do what I can. I didn't know what to expect. So when we get to, you know, we hike, 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 hike. It's like, you know, it starts at pretty level. Then it gradually, gradually, gradually gets about, you know, to get higher, higher, higher. You know, it's, it's more uphill. Um, it was definitely taxing. I mean, even for me, like yeah. at that time. And then we get to this, you know, level area where, where before – Uh, yeah so we get to this level area and then there's this one last I can't even tell how high it was but it was like an exposed like pinnacle point I guess of Uh like scrambling by that point that wasn't the part that bothered me it was the elevation I was starting to get elevation sickness okay so that was that was primarily my reason but then in looking at that pinnacle I was like oh guys I don't think so (laughs) So they're like "No, no it's fine like we'll go do this and we'll come back for you I'm like okay that's fine so I sat there I honestly felt so bad that I didn't do that little pinnacle because I was like, why did I quit? And I felt so bad. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to come back here and do this again. But mm-hmm. in that moment, I was just like, oh, I'm so I am I was tired. I was just like I was done. Like, but I was just mostly like combination of I'm tired. But I'm like, I wish I could have just stuck it out and, you know, had a celebratory beer at the top, you know. Yeah. Because if you them brought a beer with them, you know, to drink in celebration but I did it and they're like we don't judge you it's fine like yeah. you know and then um I was like, you know what? I'm coming back and I'm going to I'm someday I'm going to go back and do Wheeler again. And I'm going to do that pinnacle and I'm going to buy myself a shirt at the gift <laughs> shop that says I completed Wheeler Peak. But that, yes, that is the only hike to date that I did not fully complete in my mind. So, well, and,
0: it, you know, but it's also a good thing because, like, you have to know your body. You yes, have to you know do. your limitations. And
1: that is another tip is to please, like if something just does not see- if you are not ready for something don't force yourself to do mm-hmm. it you know start small build your endurance build your strength there's no shame in doing that honestly like i that that hike was an exception because i was like yeah i didn't really know i just kind of went with some friends but I, right. it was after that that i'm like okay i gotta start small And it wasn't until about another year later, during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. that I really started to get back into it after that point. So my friend that I had gone hiking with in the year prior had moved away um, for a job opportunity. And so during the pandemic, a lot of people either were kind of like uncertain about like what to do, like, can I go outside? Like they, you know, a lot of people were kind of, there was it was uncertain, unprecedented times. But I was like, I gotta get outside. I can't stay inside. I can't do this. I am Mm -hmm. not gonna stay indoors. Like. Being outside is the best thing you can do right now. But I didn't know any of my closer people that were either available you know, due to time constraints or, or other reasons. So I was yes. like, OK, I got to find another option. Um, I need to find another outlet. It wasn't until I hopped on Facebook mm-hmm. and realized I had joined a hiking group about four or five months prior, but had never done anything with them. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to go and just see what happens. Yeah. Sure enough, I went on this. It was a very easy hike in Red Rock called First Creek Trail. Um, also, another recommendation for an easy hike for those who are just getting into it. It's okay. highly recommended and beautiful. Um, and I met a core group of people. Some of them were admins of the group. Some of them were just people who were brand new or had, uh, you know, been in it for a while. I met them. And from that point on, I was hiking every weekend. Wow. At least once. And this was through the pandemic. This was through the pandemic. And okay. to be honest, hiking is... I. I truly believe that hiking was what got me through the pandemic.
0: Yeah, because you make up a good point. Like each of us had our own struggles with the pandemic, right? Like, plenty. Mm -hmm. My struggle being an extrovert was that I couldn't meet new people. Yeah. So that was really (laughs) hard. But for you, like you're saying, outdoors brings you happiness and it it brings you, like, so it was like a struggle, but you found a way to still Mm -hmm. make that happen. That's awesome. Yeah. You mentioned the community, and I want to talk more about the community, but we're going to toss it to break real quick. So if you're listening, Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to OK But Seriously. I am Vanessa Lauren. I'm sitting here with Danica. We are going over um, hiking and outdoor (laughs) activities. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the community. And then we're also going to play a little trivia game. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to 91.5, the Rebel HD2 KUNV. We're listener-supported, the Broadcast Center out of UNLV. I am Vanessa Lauren. You're listening to OK But Seriously. And tonight, I'm talking with Danica Jensen, a UNLV alumni and a hiking enthusiast, I guess we'll say. She's Mm -hmm. not an expert, but she has experience. And we've been talking... She's been telling us her story about how she got into hiking and some great local spots around town. So if you missed any of that, be sure to uh, check that out on the website. The episodes go up on the website and then in podcast form later on so you can get all that. For right now, we're going to break down. Like, she's going to talk a little bit about the community. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we're
1: going to play a trivia game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yes. let's, let's talk about the community. Sure. What,
1: what, what's your favorite thing about it? Oh, man. I mean, just everyone's so supportive. You know, everyone just, you know, want I mean, safety is a huge thing, especially mm-hmm. for there's a there's a huge element of risk in going hiking um, because it's not always going to be controlled like you, even on the easiest trails, there's still an element of risk like if you went to say railroad tunnels, you could still run into small wildlife, you, you just never know what's going to happen or you know, heat stroke, things like that. I mean, there's just so many things to consider. So you could be on the easiest hike in the world and still have things to keep in mind. Yeah. So with that being said, I'd say that the fact that the community is very supportive and looking out for you, that's one of my favorite things. And you could say, hey, I want to do this trail, but maybe I want to bring a pet. Or maybe I have kids that I want to bring with me, you know. Uh, or I have family in town that maybe they don't do as much hiking, but I'd like for them to still experience something mm-hmm. I love. Where should I go? And Is what's the weather, you know, like maybe they've still checked the weather, but, you know, things can change from day to day. And so the community that I've been on has just been so supportive and informative and just, you know, giving advice, but but understanding that you make your final choice, you make your final decision. But like you do it at your own risk and, you know, just yeah, it's just been I think it's just I think it's just the looking out for everybody, honestly.
0: OK, now someone like me, if I was going to take a hiking, I would just go out there and just walk around and be like, hi, I'm Vanessa. Who are you? But I don't think everyone's like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so yeah. um, seriously, though, like, how do you get connected with the community? You mentioned Facebook. Yes. Earlier. Yes. Are there any
1: other ways Yeah, Facebook, I mean, it's probably the biggest one right now. I mean, a lot of groups are forming of various sizes, and sometimes they're focused on maybe uh, catering to to the senior, um, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. group, you know, the yeah the active active you know if you have an older Then you have strictly just for women or people who have children or people who have pets uh or in a certain age category or and then there's just some that you're like hey we just love hiking um or camping or uh, you know there's, there's there's so many options out there on facebook mm-hmm. that if you were to just search in groups you, you would have no like no trouble finding something that works for you and the great thing about it is is it's all, you know, free. It's just, you know, really all you're spending is the cost of gas and on your own gear, really. OK. Um, outside of that, I mean, Meetup, while it's probably not as popular as Facebook is now, uh, it's still an outlet for those who maybe want that more uh, structured environment in, mm-hmm. on Meetup, uh, where you have to RSVP and actually sh- you know show when you say you're going to do it. But Facebook is a little bit more, a little bit more lax in that respect. Um, but I mean, honestly, if, or if you just have other friends of friends, like mutual friends, just like, Hey, do you know anybody who loves going hiking? Or, you know, if you go to the university here, uh, at UNLV, I'm sure there's plenty of outdoor groups and, uh, who I believe there was used, there used to be a, like an outdoor adventures group that would go and mm-hmm. do little planned trips and things like that. Uh, and you know, if you travel out of state, find out if there's other hiking groups that, you can connect with while you're traveling and you don't even have to do it locally. So there's That's tons a of options. Point. Yeah. 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 You, you've
0: done some, some stuff outside. I have of plenty. Nevada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that it the community. It's obviously ev- very expansive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You'll have no trouble finding somewhere, some group that is willing to go with you, honestly. So
0: this kind of pulls me to my next question. I want to talk about common misconceptions. Yeah. So right now during the break, I was telling telling Danica like, hey, what are some common misconceptions? (laughs) And she's like, well, what are some misconceptions you have, me, because I'm not in the community? So one of the things that I fear is like being a beginner and also not being at my physical peak. I am worried that... I will like bring a group down. Mm, like, is yeah. that something that is in that community where they kind of get annoyed at beginners?
1: I wouldn't necessarily say that it is a common thing. I will just say it's definitely a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just something that the community will definitely advise you like, hey, if you're just getting into it, know your abilities. Um, you know if somebody shares information about a hike they're organizing please read and understand all the details before making your choice okay. just know that there's a certain uh difficulty level it could be beginner it could be medium or it could be super advanced so you know of course if you're you know if you're just getting into it you know you know don't try to do like you know 12 miles in a day like you know start small know your abilities Uh, You know, and if you don't see anything that's to your liking, then organize something yourself. You know, there's no, yeah, yeah, there's no problem in trying to take ownership of something. And, you know, if if they say if you want something done, do it yourself. Yeah. Um, So. If there's other people that you can see, like ask, like, hey, are there any other people who don't hike as much but want to get into it? I'm thinking about putting a hike together and start collectively organizing something and take right. take ownership of it, like run with it, you know. But I really wouldn't say there's, there's no judgment. It's just to really just educate yourself and, mm-hmm. and remember that you are responsible for your own safety. Even mm-hmm. if you're on an organized hike, nobody can fully look out for your own safety except for you. You know, but if you are on an organized hike, there is a absolutely a level of responsibility on whoever I've led hikes as well. um, And I personally take it upon myself if I can. And I usually do. I will go out and scout the trail first so that I know what I'm doing. So, yeah. And I do that because it's an activity with an element of risk. And if somebody gets hurt, it's on you and them. It's on, you know, everybody together. You know, no one gets left behind. Everyone stays together as much as possible. If you are, you know, going to be staying behind, like, give someone a heads up. Like, mm-hmm. make sure that they know where the end point is, if there is. And, you know, just know that do they have all the right equipment? Like, are they, do they seem like they're seasoned enough that they could still, you know, make it? Um, in some way, but no, but I will say no one ever gets left behind in all the hikes I've ever done. Everybody looks out for each other. Uh, everybody, you know, just knows like, Hey, I know what I'm getting myself into. This is where we're starting. This is where we're planning to get back to, especially if it's an out and back kind of situation or if it's a loop knowing, you know, just, just do your research, do your homework, be informed, like educate yourself before you do it, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: that may, and that's kind of, I think, with anything, right? Absolutely, like yeah. But that's good to know because, like I said, it's one of those intimidation things sure. where it's like, I don't want it. Like, it seems like such a community that yes. knows what they're
1: doing. You, It feels like everyone knows what they're doing. I will say not there. everybody knows <laughs> what they're doing. I will say that for sure. Yeah, not everybody. I mean, I don't even always know everything I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I do my best to educate myself and learn from everybody that I'm hiking with. I mean, there's always something to learn, no matter how seasoned you might be. But I will say that... If somebody just does not take at least part of the responsibility for their own safety, then you you need to to stop and assess. Like, you have to. Like, everyone, we're individuals. We're taking the risk of doing something that could potentially hurt us. Yeah. But this is not to scare anybody, but just be smart. Like, have some understanding of, like, some basic, like, take enough water, take enough food. Uh, you know, dress the right way, like understand the weather. And again, if you are just starting out, do not hike alone. Like, right. I have, I will say I've hiked enough where there are some hikes that I've done plenty of times that I could do by myself. Mm-hmm. But there are still some trails that I'm like, no, I'm not 100% on. But there are also some great apps that you can download that you can also, I forgot to mention that, of course, all trails is a great app, popular app that you can look up hikes. Find out, like, based on difficulty, length, how much time people can leave reviews on the trail to give mm-hmm. you an idea of maybe the trails changed in the last few years because of weather conditions or right. things like that, or just, you know, the environment changes all the time. So, definitely check out All Trails. It's a great app. I use it and I've used it to track my hikes so that if there's one I want to do again and lead, I already have it available to me.
0: Oh, smart. Yeah. See, I've heard of I've, GPS. U- <laughs> I've used All Trails. And the cool thing about All Trails mm-hmm. is that it does even just like, literal parks like it just does. like your average park that's in the middle of the city yeah so yeah. if you're like me and maybe you're like listen I want to go outside but I don't want to like scramble up a mountain right, or exactly. whatever you could still use all trails to find like the very you know very easy child friendly
1: (laughs) absolutely we have so many parks here so Mm -hmm. many that are gorgeous and that have you know great defined paths and they're very kid friendly pet friendly right and I mean I've yeah I've taken walks around my own neighborhood and that's how I tend to stay in shape in between hikes is just simply taking a walk just getting outside outside. yeah so start small and just build up you know there's no harm in that
0: you said earlier you said take water food Mm -hmm. and um Good shoes. Good shoes. Okay, good shoes. So I want to talk a little bit about gear. Yeah. Because that's another, I guess, common misconception is I feel like I have to spend all this money to get all this fancy stuff. No, not at all. So I guess the first question is, what are like the essentials that
1: you need to have gear-wise? Great question. So absolutely, um, I mean, of course, water. Mm -hmm. have an easy way to like carry water with you if you're doing like probably a super flat hike just a water bottle is is sufficient um because you can just hold that and you don't have to like you know just if it's a really flat trail i mean a water bottle is okay just make sure you're taking enough Mm -hmm. um generally from what i've been using as a rule of thumb like you know at least uh, i mean depending on the length i would say maybe at least a couple liters you know if you're doing like Maybe a, f- a few miles, two liters should be good, but always it's good to bring more. Um, have at least, if you have like a backpack, something to carry, like, you know, so you're not holding it in your hand all the time, definitely a good something to carry your water, something to carry your food, um, you know, protein, you know, have good jerk, you know, jerky is a great snack, mm-hmm. fruit, granola, um, anything that's going to give you quick energy, but also protein is good for sustainable energy. So jerkies are a really good, I, have that and some granola with me on every hike i go on okay um so definitely good lots plenty of food plenty of water uh something if ideally if you can like a backpack um you know there's you could find one as inexpensive as like 15 to 20 dollars on amazon for that has like a bladder that can hold all your you know your water Mm -hmm. and such um and then even just as important as those is good shoes. Um, You don't have to spend a fortune to get good hiking shoes. I can guarantee you that you can find a decent pair between 50 and 100 um, that you can find on Amazon. You could go to REI, but personally I go to Amazon just because it's cheaper, (laughs) but REI is not bad. I swear it's not. I've gotten gear from there before, but but you definitely don't want to wear just sneakers even on the flattest trail because you want something with good enough traction, even on just your regular old dirt sand trail. So
0: these would be like branded as hiking shoes. I'm
1: assuming. Primarily. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hiking shoes. You have your low cut, which is like just below your ankle. You have your mid cut, which just about covers your ankle. And then you have your high cut shoes, which are basically boots that cover your ankles, which by the way are good to have because it is snake season. Just put it out there. (laughs) Fantastic. But in the, Oh, uh, let me just say this in the, eighteen years I've lived here, I've seen two. That's two. more than I've seen Danica. <laughs> no, but honestly, they're they're more afraid of you than you are of them. If you do happen to come in the vicinity of one, just leave it alone. Okay. Honestly. Like that's really all you need to do. Like, I mean, sure, like you don't wanna I have heard of some stories where people have accidentally almost stepped on one, but I never oh my have gosh. Yeah. It's it's rare though, but like primarily they they come out more when it's, you know, I mean, right now it's, it's, it's hot, but like, yeah, yeah. but if it's cold, like they're, yeah, they're not going to come out. But, uh, but that's just something to keep in mind though for safety that, okay. you know, it's just good to cover your ankles, you know, wear, mm-hmm. wear long pants if you can, or just something to cover, cover your ankles, especially if you do come across any, you know, wildlife, it's just, and also just brush, you know, cactus, things like that, sure. you know, but yeah, good quality shoes with good traction that fit you well. Okay. And if you are not sure about your fit, REI is a good place to go, and they will help you get fitted for shoes. Oh, nice. You don't even have to, like, buy your shoes at REI. You could just get fitted, try on a couple brands because not all of them fit the same. Sure. I can say that because I used to work at a shoe company. So, you know, get <laughs> fitted. It needs to be comfortable. It needs to move with you, and it needs to have good traction because, you know, you just never know. Like, yeah, you could trip on a, You could still trip on trip on your feet on the trail. It has happened. Trust that's me. That's me. That's me.
0: Go into REI and get your Beyonce shoe fitting. Yes. And then walk away. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> that's what we learned tonight. But you don't have to spend a lot of money to go hiking. Good I mean, to know. Good it, to know. And just like any hobby. You build, you you advance and upgrade as you go. Sure. As you start getting more experience and you start maybe doing more moderate to difficult trails, then, you know, then you can upgrade. Then you can upgrade. Upgrade, yeah. get better shoes, get a better camelback, you know, all of that stuff. But just to start,
0: basically, you just need the shoes, the yes. water, the treats. Um, the last thing I want to talk to you about before we get into... Our trivia game if you're just joining us this is okay but seriously i'm vanessa i'm talking with danica here tonight we're talking about hiking mm-hmm. and i would love to hear about hiking
1: etiquette and then i want to sure. talk a little bit about safety absolutely um so one of the biggest things about or so what i would say probably the primary etiquette on trails is the right of way um so kind of think about it as if you were just driving on a on a, on a street right mm-hmm. so you've got uh, you know, stop, you, you have people stopping at, say, like a four-way stop, like, who's going to go? Who's going to go? You know, generally it's going to be – it's usually the person to your right, usually, yeah. from what I understand. But um, if you're on a trail, at least in my experience, if somebody's coming up the trail and I'm coming down the trail, I will let – I will stand to the side and let them pass first okay. because they're just starting – um, and, you know, it's like coming down, you're generally going, you know, you're the elevations coming down. Right. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is coming up and they're like, oh man, like, am I almost there? It's like, no, I'll let them pass. I'll stand to the side of the trail and I'll let them pass first. Um, you know, again, right away. It's, yeah. I feel like it's the right of way rule is, okay. is probably number one. Um, outside of that, I mean, just if you feel like somebody is, you know, maybe, a slightly bit of a faster pace than you then move to the side if they're coming up behind you like so, similar to driving yep similar to driving yeah <laughs> i would treat hiking the same like very similar to how you would be on the road just don't cut anyone off yes do not cut anybody <laughs> off um Yeah. And then just, you know, if you see someone with pets, someone with kids, like maybe, you know, let them let them pass before you like, you know, just the golden rule. Now, this kind of segues into the safety thing. because Yes. yes, There's like the actual
0: physical safety, which we've kind of touched on. Absolutely. You told us about the snakes and the boots. But (laughs) what about the safety of I don't I have I'm not single. I have not been single for a long time, but I have had a lot of single girlfriends who go on the dating apps and it's like the Mm -hmm. number one thing every guy puts on their profile yeah. that they hike. Sure. So if I'm a girl and I'm going out and hike with this guy, was there any, like, things that I can put on my phone ahead of time just in case something gets weird? Like, I, I want to talk about, like, the
1: safety of sure. hiking with people, even if you're in a group and you don't know them very well. Yeah, I would say let somebody know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Let them know how long you hope to expect to be out. And if they don't hear from you by a certain time, then then get worried. Okay. I mean, I, I think just like anything else, like if you're going to be be out somewhere, especially somewhere with very little to no reception, mm-hmm. um, or you can, um, I believe, was it Facebook has a location uh, feature? Um, you know, there's also just uh, like, yeah, give them the name of the trail you're going on, let them know um, you know, what time you're leaving, what time you hope to be like, just, yeah, just, just those, the, basics. the basics of yeah. safety. Yeah. And I mean, I know you just mentioned that people do sometimes go on, you know, dates, Yeah. um, or hikes as dates. And, uh, I will just say, you know, do it at your own risk. I am not going to advocate making that probably a first date activity. Yeah. Um, if you can, I would say go with a group yeah. all, every single time, like go with a group of people that, uh, maybe bring someone with you if mm-hmm. if you'd like. Uh, bring another friend, uh, so somebody you know that gets you comfortable with the group. Um, although for in my case, I just went alone, but we did a very easy trail and it was in the daytime. Sure. Um, but yeah, I would say follow the golden rules of just of safety that you would probably do with in any situation, not just for hiking and being outside. And then
0: once out on the trail, whether you are with on a date or with a group, or sure. maybe even just a friend. Let's just say me yeah. and a buddy are going, and we're both not that great experience, and we run into some kind of trouble. Yeah. Is there any sort of lingo within the community or is there anything that I can like, I don't know, like a number you can contact or does that vary everywhere you go?
1: Um, To be honest, I really don't know about any like lingo per se when it comes to, you know, being in an emergency situation. I mean, bottom line is, Uh, i know of some friends of mine um that i have hiked with have brought walkie talkies with them Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um just staying close together trying not don't try to branch out from the group even regardless of your ability like stay with stay with the group especially for the person who's leading it so they know okay we had this many going in we have this many coming out uh you know have your emergency numbers like bring a Bring a flash, you know. Bring multiple sources of light. Mm -hmm. Bring a flare. Bring first aid. I mean, all of that I think is pretty standard for safety. Absolutely, yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Okay, so now we're gonna spend the last couple minutes playing a trivia game, (laughs) which Danica did not know. She sat down, and I was like, "Guess what? I have a trivia game." Oh man. So um, (laughs) thank you for joining us tonight. If you are just joining, the end of this conversation. we are talking about hiking and outdoor activities, and Danica has shared a lot of tips, so you don't want if you wanna go back and re-listen to any of this, please do, it's on the website mm-hmm. um, at the Rebel HD 2 and it's also gonna be on the podcast form. So, yes. trivia game. So my first question, really lighthearted question. How many people go missing on hikes in America every year? Just take a guess. Oh, wow. Oh, I bet it's pretty high. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say 50. Okay, so this was the count a in uh, um, 2020. You're saying 50 people go missing. Yeah, every year. Okay. It's 600,000. Oh my God. Oh wow. Yeah. But okay, not not to freak anyone out. It's 600,000, but it's <laughs> a, the article I found was talking about how a majority of them are found a oh, good yeah. high percentage are very found. so these very, aren't people yeah. who like go missing and then just never, never be, seen, be again. seen again no for no. sure
1: for my yeah i've 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 heard of a lot of people being found um, have you ever gotten lost um i've had a brief feeling like i was but it was extremely brief okay <laughs> so no not completely lost no but like Maybe off trail, but mm-hmm. I would say completely lost now. <laughs> I was telling you when we originally uh, talked about this topic,
0: yeah. my story. So I'll just share it with the listeners real fast. So I w- when I came back from my mission trip, I was like in that mind space of, oh, yeah, I've been outside for six months. I can do all things. And I have a friend who is a hiker and he asked me to go along with him and his his family his, his mom and his mom's friend yeah so i was like oh i got this and he was doing i don't know what it's called but it's the mount charleston hike it's the one that goes like it's take 12 hours to get to the top and then it's like charleston peak yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. a big one yes. i don't know i yeah, was like it's a big yeah, one <clears throat> let's go so we woke up really early got out there like five in the morning and it's just the four of us i made it from the car to like the start of the path and was like i can't do this anymore like, what you were talking about earlier, where you felt overwhelmed and you were at the top, like, by the, the pinnacle, yeah. I felt that in the parking lot. Oh, so. my goodness. <laughs> wow. Was, yeah, it was not, <laughs> not a good time. But basically, I turned to my friend. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I don't want to drag you guys down. Like, I can sure. barely handle this. I'm not going to make it 12 hours. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to turn around and go back. And he was like, are you sure? You're just going to be sitting there. I'm like, oh, it's fine. I've seen Rocket Man. I can keep myself entertained. Yeah. So I went back down and I sat in the car, just minding my business. About six, seven hours later, maybe, I get a Facebook message from him. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I need you to call me. So I somehow get a hold of him. And he's like, we're lost. We've lost the trail. And I'm like, oh, man. He's like, I can't get a hold of anyone else. I think just because I was so close in cell reception because I was at the yeah. bottom of the mountain. Yeah. So he was like, I need you to. He gave me all the instructions. He knew what to do. He was not panicked. He was like, I need you to contact the Rangers and da, da, da. So I ended up contacting the Rangers. And at the end of it all, his fam- all the family comes up. They ended up helicoptering them off the mountain because they oh could not find God. the trail. And it got dark. Wow. And he had a flashlight, what you were just talking about. Yeah. And that's how they located them. Wow. But I did not get lost. But he did. Jared, hello out there. He got lost and I saved them. That's the story. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> so bring a friend that doesn't like to hike that can sit at the bottom of the mountain and just wait for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not a, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Next trivia question. How long, we talked a little bit about this, how long can someone survive in the in the wilderness? So the rule of threes.
1: Yeah. So um, I've heard this before, uh, the smallest, or so the, from the smallest number to the biggest number, I've heard it's three minutes without air. Yes. Uh, three days without food. Okay. Um, I recently learned this and just found this out before this show. Uh, three hours without shelter. Yes. And then three weeks without, oh no, actually it's three, yeah. Three Minutes without air, mm-hmm. three days without water, three hours without shelter, and three weeks without food.
0: That is all correct. Look yeah. at you. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, it's a th- the rule of threes is three minutes without air. It says, um, or if you're in icy water. Mm-hmm. I guess icy water changes all of oh, this. Oh, everything, yeah. So like Definitely. the people of the Titanic didn't, this doesn't apply. This did not, yeah, they didn't. Did yeah, three, <laughs> minutes, three minutes without air, three hours without shelter in a harsh environment. Very harsh, right? yeah, generally. And yeah, then cool. it says three days without water if you're sheltered and there's not a harsh environment. Primarily,
1: yes. Yes. Yes.
0: And then the three weeks without Maybe food that, if you have food. water and shelter. So Yep,
1: exactly. Three,
0: three, three, three. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then my last question for you today is do you know i have the top five toughest hikes in the world okay do you think you can name any of them
1: um i could probably take a guess um pacific crest trail
0: no these are no these are all like oh in different
1: countries oh okay um well i'm gonna guess probably mount everest (laughs) yes (laughs) mount Kilimanjaro. yes okay um all right uh I don't know if this will be. One... Well, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say I don't think this is a hike, but it's pretty close. I was gonna say Machu Picchu.
0: <laughs> not, <laughs> Probably not though. It's
1: not on here, but yeah,
0: no, I okay, know what you mean. But yeah,
1: definitely Everest for sure. Definitely Kilimanjaro, and I've known people who've done Kilimanjaro before. Really? Yes. Yes, I had some friends who did hike Kilimanjaro, and yes, they came back unscathed, but they said it was it was brutal. an experience. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. Okay, so
0: for the listeners out there, I have the list and a couple little stats about them. So yeah, please share. <laughs> okay, so number one is obviously Everest. So yep. I just took that one That's right off. That's the pinnacle off. right yeah, there. We know that. Um, but next is actually one, what well, not in the continual states, but it's uh, in Hawaii. So huh. Kal- I'm not, I'm not going to say this right, Kalula Valley in oh. Hawaii. It's an 11 mile trail. It says that it hmm. sits 4,000 feet above the ocean. No way. Which sounds huh. very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going there. <laughs> I know. That sounds good, right? Yeah. Okay. And then the next one I have is uh, the dent dentis circuit in Patagonia, Chile.
1: Oh, okay. Okay,
0: cool. Does that sound cool. familiar?
1: Vaguely. Okay. So
0: it says it's really remote, it's high. And it's an unsupported route on, like, a desolated island, and it has harsh, extreme weather conditions. Hmm. So it sounds lovely.
1: It does. Super lovely. <laughs> but, hmm. again, of
0: course, all of these are, like, the views, though. The
1: views oh, are course. amazing. of course. It's all about
0: the views. Right. Yeah. All about the views. And then the next one is the snowman trek in Bhutan. Have you heard anything about this? No, but I've heard of – I know Bhutan, but not that. No. So this is – it's a 20-something-day walk. Continually, and then stays above. It stays four thousand meters above sea level, and the highest it gets is uh, five thousand three hundred and something. So it's pretty much impossible in the winter, according to the
1: website. Yeah, a, I'd say that. The other is one that that's. I haven't heard it yet, but there is a a hike slash long walk in. Spain. Spain that I'm surprised hasn't made the list. It's called, I think, El Camino or the uh, Camino okay. Real, I think it's called. I might be getting the name wrong, but they've actually made a, a movie and documentary about it. Really? Yeah. Um. And that's one that I've been told, like, that's one that's on for the bucket list. Okay. For sure. Okay.
0: And then we have Mount uh, Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro, which you talked about. Mm-hmm. That's in Africa. It's 36 uh, kilometers and it's, it's beautiful landscapes and forests and waterfalls and all that. And I, I'm sure your friends can- Attest to that—that that it was indeed beautiful. Oh yeah, But t- Did they
1: train for that before they went? Oh yeah, they did. They, they, had to they train, right? Yes, they definitely trained. They did a significant amount of hiking and and a, a plenty of altitude training, which you you yeah. do need for something like that. Yeah, and that's uh, something that I think is incredibly important if you are starting to build your skills in hiking. Is is get as much altitude. Uh, exposure as you can, especially if you are going to do Charleston, anything uh-huh. that's going to have a fair amount of elevation, y- you definitely want to get your body used to that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then the last
0: one, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this right. It's uh Kakuta track in Papua New Guinea. Never heard of it. No. So this is, it says it has World War II history, Ooh. and it's where the Japanese and the Australians fought on the front lines. So... It's um pretty hostile and remote, and it's pretty much all just a wilderness, is what it said on its website. So mm. I'm like, interesting. But it's, again, these are like most difficult. These aren't like the most popular. These are right. like the things that if pe- if you were to do it, it takes a lot of training sure. and a lot of, you know, patience Buck- and whatnot. So <laughs>
1: Bucket list hikes. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> things that I'll never do. Okay. <laughs> um, it's been so lovely talking oh, with you. Likewise, I dear. I appreciate you coming in and talking about all these things. Yeah. I would love to leave our listeners with a couple of, if, if maybe they're not, maybe they're not nature people or maybe they just can't, you know, there's people who just don't aren't able-bodied to do these things but you can still learn things about about hiking and being outdoors so we were talking about like some of the movies and sh- and shows to watch um the one you were telling me about is,
1: With Reese Witherspoon, what was it called again? So there, yeah, there's a movie called Wild uh, where this woman's mother passes away and it inspires her to do this backpacking trip across the country and find herself and, you know, understand Mm -hmm. who she is, you know, after the death of her mother. Um, There is that documentary mentioned about that uh, Camino Royale, uh, longest, one of the longest trails in Spain. Um, There's tons of, and yeah, there's Survivor Man. I mean, I wouldn't say they're necessarily hiking specific, but they're just, just being outside in general you know one of the shows you and i have in common that we watch is alone yes i am familiar with that one yeah explain what alone's about for people who don't know so it's been a while since i've seen it but from the concept i understood it was you place people literally just solo in the woods and they are given like at least a couple of you know, extra supplies, but not many. And they Mm -hmm. just literally survive on their own. They're, they're out there. Nobody else is around. They have a camera. Mm -hmm. It's all self-shot. It's all self-shot. And yeah, they're just, you get to see what it's like being out in the woods, nobody else around. It really is wild. It is literally wild. Yes. As someone who, uh, (laughs)
0: As someone who works in production and TV, you like you see things like Survivor and you know that like there's a crew. It's
1: scripted. Yeah. yeah. And you know that
0: there's like if there's a crew, there's like a tent of food a mile sure, away. Like sure. there's not to say that it's not, you know, hard sometimes, but yeah. th- this alone is it's shot completely on their own. And I remember the one episode I watched, the guy was bailing because if you're competing for money. Yeah. They're competing you for are, like a hundred thousand dollars. Yes. And the thing about it is there's like, say, ten people competing. You don't know the status of the other nine. Nope. So you don't know if you're outlasting everyone and you're the last one. Yeah. Or if there's still exactly. ten people in the game. So it's very interesting. But the one I watched, the guy was like talking to himself, trying to keep himself like entertained. And then he started like talking <laughs> yeah. about his wife, and he caught himself. He's like, "Wait, never mind. No, I love you. I'm so sorry." And like mm. backtracked all his words. It's oh. really
1: entertaining. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. The
0: other one that I just started watching, for anyone interested, is Will Would You Survive? Oh uh, okay. Would You Survive is real stories. They're like those reenactment yeah type of mm-hmm, stories mm-hmm. and it it's kind of interesting because it takes two things. It takes the story of the person who did survive. Yeah. And they retell it, but then it also educates you on like what you what you could
1: do if you were in the same situation. Absolutely. So it's like
0: educational and entertaining, I guess. Certainly, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, so yeah, you can learn just about anything from other people's experiences yeah. good or bad you know <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah. all right
0: well thank you thank so you. much danica for Thanks being for here <laughs> and for all the listeners thank you for tuning in tonight if you missed any parts of any of the episodes of okay but seriously you can head over to the rebel hd2 dot com we have full episodes on there and then they get posted as podcasts later on that you can listen on spotify or any of the places you get your podcasts just look up okay but seriously, and of course, I would love for you to listen live so you can call in and chat with me if ever you feel prompted. I'm here every Tuesday night from 6 to 7, and you're listening to the 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD 2. I'm going to get you back to your music. Have a good night.